Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic and invite my kind of once regular guest co-host, uh, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback, so if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can do that in two easy ways. Email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. And I'm going to use my high guest co-host. Hello there. Kevin Miles is here again. Uh, we hear that Kevin was here if you tuned in last week. Kevin and I talked about the movie Age of Ultron, but he's back again. And he's, he, he's here first and foremost to help me spell diocese. So Twitter, <laughs> SF Diocese. <laughs> D-I-O-C-E-S-E. You, you I still, so I, well. I, you get that, like the sing song yeah, like way I told about you, you, know? you. You know? It's such a little Irish lit oh, in there. Yeah, so. <laughs> so if you're on Twitter and you want to uh, email us or tweet to us with any yeah. questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, SF Diocese, hashtag ignition. And we're doing this over the lunch hour. So if you hear my stomach growl like it did at the introduction, <laughs> then you understand. <laughs> I didn't notice it, but now that you drew attention That's what I started it, laughing about because I, 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 I looked over at our engineer Bill in here and he just said, he pointed, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I yeah. know, I yeah. just told you I was hungry. Anyway, we are here to talk about you actually, okay. a little bit, That's kind of. Kind so of Kevin, you, uh, for those of you who, who somehow haven't heard the name Kevin Miles before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who in South Dakota. If you heard the name Miles, maybe you're thinking of his little brother, Tim. Yeah, Tim, the basketball coach for the Cornhuskers. That's usually what I get. That's so. not that's not the guy <laughs> no, sitting across from me in the no, studio. No, it is not him. I'm, I won't go there. <laughs> so. But Kevin Kevin uh, spent 23 years in, in diocesan ministry, yep. um, uh, several years at, at the USD Newman Center in Vermilion. Mm-hmm. Five. Five years, and yeah. then and then eighteen years. Um, the diocesan offices here in Sioux Falls. You did your math really quick there. That's well, pretty I, good. I was an engineering <laughs> major for a time, so you know, I love yeah. I loved math. Um, and now you're executive director for the Ronald McDonald House of South Dakota. Yep. yep. So, um, what I want to talk about today, Kevin. Actually, this was this topic was actually your idea. Um, the idea of missionary activity and what it means yeah. to be a missionary uh, today. But, but but I thought it'd be neat to begin by looking actually at your experience because you've got a lot of experience as, as a layman in missionary activity in, in various mm-hmm. ways. So uh, I think pretty quickly out of college, you and your future at the time? No, no, it was my, we were, we were married just one year in like a 10 days and we were on a plane to Mexico. So you and Shannon uh, went to, so you went to do missionary, explicitly to do missionary work in Mexico? Yeah, it was, I mean, what happened was we were graduating from high school and I was on a search for Christian maturity retreat in uh, Aberdeen, South Dakota. And I was, how old was I? 23 years old. You graduated from high school and you were 23? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a long, (laughs) Dolan had a very extreme, I know Graduated from college. How many times did you flunk? <laughs> what what grades did you flunk? How many times? I, I did I did third grade five times because of my math score. <laughs> so, 
No, Kevin, okay, Kevin no. does have his, his kindergarten diploma. I do. Proudly, is it hanging at the Ronald yeah, McDonald House? It's hanging at the Ronald McDonald House office, my office there. And that's a joke because Chris Bergwald and, and other people who came before you came in with their master's degrees and their doctorates and everything like that. And they were hanging them on their walls. And so I brought my mother framed my kindergarten diploma a long time ago. Very long time ago. So, yeah, very long, 23. <laughs> and and uh, so I came and put that on my office wall and I just waited for people to see it and it's so funny when all these doctors and masters walked in and they go is that real <laughs> said, yeah i earned that one at least i don't know about yours <laughs> so, well when, when you repeat kindergarten five times as yeah, you, you know, apparently you did then uh, eventually you're going to get the diploma <laughs> so you graduated from college <laughs> at 23 and people I mean, wonder why we can take up 27 minutes. I, again, I so, never wonder how this is going to happen. That's always your fear, um, not mine. So you, you're involved in search, which is very, yep. has yep. been historically very active in our diocese. Right. And, you know, at that time we were doing, you know, in a sense, that was mission work too, because we were, right. you sure. know, we're working peer to peer ministry at that yep. time is what right. it was. And, and so we were learning about our faith. And that's something that in my family was always important about your faith, know your faith. And, and to, my dad always said, whenever, we, you know, we argued religion and politics in my house. So, yeah. yeah, so it was. It you was to avoid them. You relish. <laughs> this is what you got into, you know. And my dad would always say, "If you're going to have an argument with me, at least know the facts." Ooh. So that was, you know. And we would always go back and forth when he'd win the conference, when he'd win the debate. He'd say, "You got to know the facts." So it was one of those things we always got into. It. If we're going to argue religion, we better know our religion. You know, sure, <laughs> you better right. know the catechism. You better know, you know. And so, so we'd pull out the Baltimore Catechism. We'd be memorizing everything just so that we knew that we were at least doing something right. So, <laughs> but uh, it was just one of those things that that we. We did, and that was we got involved in our faith, and then we got involved in search. And at search, it was one particular weekend. I just we had just gotten married, and it was a spring, I believe, of of eighty seven. And uh, Sister Gabriella Crowley, who's here in Sioux Falls now, um, she was up there giving a talk about her doing mission work in the mountains of Mexico in Guerrero, in the state of Guerrero, a little village called Tlacuachislawaca is where she was. Should you say that real fast? Yeah. So <laughs> I couldn't so, even hear it fast. <laughs> so, Tlacuachislawaca. And so it's, it's, don't ask me to spell it because that's okay. another reason why we did another grade. It's not that. But the, uh, but she was a, she just gave a wonderful testimony. I raised my hand. Now I just, Shannon, I just gotten married. I raised my hand and I said, do you take married couples? And she said, yes, we'll figure it out. And uh, then Shannon and I spent the rest of our time just ma- raising the money to be able to go to Mexico and to fly to Mexico and spend our, you know, right after our first year of marriage, um, spend, we call it a year, but it was really nine months because three months of the year was, you know, like right now, I think there's a hurricane hitting that area and yeah. roads were not passable and it was a whole different situation. So, so we'd get out before the rains came. And so we, we did that. We raised the money and we, I just remember it was a glorious, beautiful morning flying out of Minneapolis airport to- uh, It's always uh, glorious uh, when you fly out of Minneapolis. Oh, Minnesota, for yeah, It was cheaper. That's why we got the cheaper <laughs> ticket. <laughs> so, but it was, you know, it, it, that was our first, people always ask me too. I said, uh, um, they always ask me uh, uh, to, uh, to talk about how do you, how did you start working with a church? And I said, well, I was a poli sci psychology major. I, I came through the back door. obvious? <laughs> <laughs> I came through the back door, you know, I say, people say, can I do, I would like to do what you're doing. You know, I've had that happen over the 23 years working at the church. I said, really? I said, well, I came through the back door. I don't know how you get the yeah. job I do. You know, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, it was one of those things that happened is that we um, felt the call to 
to do that. Shannon had done it through the Presentation College with the sisters and had done the, some of their uh, Hispanic mission work in Omaha and everything like that. She really wanted to do something service-wise. I had thought about Peace Corps, but, you know, <laughs> what is a poli-sci major going to do in Peace Corps? Cause a revolution somewhere? I mean, right, so, right. so it's like, you know, really I had the, the talents there. But uh, um, we, when we, Sister Gabriela spoke, she just touched us with the stories of, of doing mission work that we, we did it. And, and I tell you what, they prepared us very well when we went down there. Um, but there's a process of this life that was a, amazing to me as we went down there. And, that's, and I, it, there's something so beneficial of the work of doing the mission work. And that's kind of like what I said, let's talk mission, you know, not just about right, me. But, right. but the, there's, you know, to go down there and put yourself in a situation where you're in a village with running water and electricity, and then the rest of your time is, is into no electricity and, and no running water, and you're in the mountains of drug-infested mountains of heroin, and, and you're seeing the, the dilemma of the people being caught in between political forces, military forces, um, and you're talking faith. Right, right. And you're talking basic, uh, basic health issues, you know, how to how to take care of yourself when you get infections, how to wash your clean water, you know, boil your water. <clears throat> you're talking about that and trying to continue to educate people as to why you're getting sick or what's happening here or what is our faith and what is our belief. You know, something on be on a horseback for three days with a priest and you're going over the Wednesday audiences of theology of the body. You know, right. <laughs> it's kind of into people say, How'd you know so much about your faith? I said, I, I had to live with priests for you know, <laughs> so, but it was I was there was Franciscan priest down there from Chicago and uh, St. Louis Obispo Obispo in uh, it's easy for me to say in uh, California, and uh, it was these guys and the sisters, and really, it's something I protested when I got down there. The daily office, hmm. you know, liturgy of the hours, liturgy of the hours. But, so the, yeah. the the prayer that priests and religious do, and, and lay people are invited to do, but priests and religious are obligated to They're do. Obligated, and it would be morning and night, morning, noon, and night. We'd be <clears> doing the office, and we kind of said, "Can we please just do morning and night?" And you know, not, not every single one of them, and and we we. We, but it grew from that. I mean, it, it took it took the endurance of the, the year, the nine months, to understand its beauty and its right. rhythm and its purpose and it, how it taught me my faith. It also taught me then to understand many, you know, for the ever for everything we would get these volunteers to come down. And they want to do a project and feel good about it. I found out, you know, after two months, I wasn't feeling good about my projects I was doing. Right. And it was I can remember where I was standing in the village and I was looking looking across the main road in the village and it was all dust and dogs and little kids running around with soccer balls. And, and, and I remember sitting there thinking, I'm not here for me. I'm just here to be here. Right. You know, I just have to be present to right. the people and do whatever I'm doing. And there was such a, a wave of satisfaction, you know, to, and that's probably a, a naive word to say i mean it, it was a it was a time that i understood my purpose of what i was supposed to be here for these people and it was just to be present right just to have fun be present teach do what i'm doing but understand it may it might hold it might not hold right i can only witness to the right. fact and right. that was the main purpose of mission work was to witness to what i believe and who i am and continue to tell them no i'm not a rich american i'm not a rich gringo and i i, I, I am i am kevin Right, and there is something about that that really affected me clear back then, and that's where I came to understand the work of mission of to give, and to not expect. 
though I do want to expect as I'm 52 years old. Yeah, but you know, but to not to rely on to to rely on just uh, uh, the people and to uh, rely on the faith and to rely on what has been given to us through the ages and how it just fills you and uh, is very satisfying. That, that whole idea that you're just in, just being present reminds me, earlier this summer, one of the Sunday gospel readings, um, we're going through Mark this year, um, talking about how the, 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 the farmer excuse me, the farmer, you know, doesn't know, he sows the seed, but he doesn't know how it grows. It just, mm-hmm. it comes forth. Um, and you could be misconstrued. I mean, we have a responsibility to till the soil and we water and so on. But still, ultimately, um, the, the the growth of faith, the growth of the gospel requires our effort, but our effort isn't sufficient. It requires the grace of God, first and foremost, and then the free response of the person. And we can't force, manufacture, make happen either of those things. Mm-hmm. God gives his grace when and where he will, and, and people respond in their freedom when, how, and where they will. We have a role to play, but our role is just one part, and by itself it's insufficient. So just the beauty of that, just recognize I'm here to be present, to have fun, to teach, as you said, but the freedom to recognize that in the end I can't force conversion to happen. I can't mm-hmm. make conversion happen. Um, I, I have a part to play, but I can't make yeah. it happen. It, it, the powerful, the powerful idea of presence, right? You know, and that's that presence has been a part of my journey as we've gone along. It's just just to be present. I'm not. I've I've had people say, Kevin, you've been so helpful. In this situation, I said I didn't say anything. Right. You know, and most people who know me kind of never expected that I could be an active listener. You know, <laughs> usually words get in the way. And it's really important to be an active listener and right. just to listen to God, listen to where we're at. And that's something that I found fascinating as we went through. And it was a process. It had to come to that point. It had to go through. I had to go through the excitement of being a missionary and going down and saving the world, right? Or whatever world right. I was going to be a part of. Then I had to get dismayed and go, what in the heck's going on here? Yeah. Nobody's listening. And then it got to the point that I was going to the, you know, to saying, oh, I get it. Yeah. It was just a realization. I had to go through those things, and it didn't—it didn't happen the first week. Yep. And so I'd see these volunteers come down and do their great projects, and they were going home feeling great. And I'm going, you know, you're missing out on so much, right? You know, because you didn't—you weren't here the three months to understand, you know, and to get to that point of saying, "Wow, what are we here for?" Right. Right. I'm only here to put up a, you know, a little solar panel and give everybody a hot shower. Yeah. No, that's not what. I, we really didn't need it. But, you know, and, so. and that's, that's not to to deny that there's good. No, in there's that. good intentions. That's good value. Is that there's 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 a still a further journey to yes, make. Exactly. There's still a there's further more way to go. Do. Keep up the good work, but also get, you still have a ways to go. So that reminds two things came to mind there when you're talking. One is you know this ministry of presence, being present. Um, Francis in his The Joy of the Gospel talked about the art of accompaniment. Mm. of accompanying people, walking with people on the way. To me, that's maybe very analogous to the same thing. Oh, it is. I mean, when I I read that also, and I I was amazed when I read that because it, and I don't know if it's, you know, this Latin American, Central American kind of thing that that is present in him and understanding his, his, maybe it's his Franciscan, I think it's more of the Franciscan theology. But he's a Jesuit, just remember. I know, but he's, but he appeals, I mean, that's a crazy thing, I know. I, when I, when I heard he picked up, you know, his name Francis, I said, oh, you know, Francis yeah. Sale or something. I, thought I, was thinking, I was thinking of somebody else. But, uh, but it was still, it's, it's that connection to the Franciscan spirituality, I think is what I've related to in, mm. in Pope Francis, yeah. too, is that, is because I was with the Presentation Sisters and the Franciscans, and it was a whole, 
you know, that's what we, we prayed about, talked about, and being present to people and, and how Saint, how Francis would be. Right. And, so, the, and the other thing related to that that struck me is, as opposed to just to serve the quick mission trip, um, the time you were there, that that's very yeah. biblical. St. Paul would spend a year, year and a half in one of the cities. You know, sometimes shorter yeah. ones too, but oftentimes he would spend months and months and months with people. Um, so what you mm-hmm. did reminds me of, of, of that yeah. biblical witness as well. Well, and I think that's, you know, and I, that, that's changing for Shannon and I, obviously. We, we redirected our lives and turned that around. And that's where Father Mike Wensian invited us to be a part of the Newman Center then. And so we started campus ministry then. And, and so I still saw that as an extension of our mission work. You know, even though we were working with Peter Group, we had more of a cultural change when we came back. Sure. And coming back to, to a more first world mentality was a more of a drastic hit to right, us right. than going down and doing three months to understand we were coming back and understanding the mission that we had to do here was far bigger and harder for us today or then. And it was going to take a lot harder, more time for us to be able to do good works. So why do you, th- because you, you hear that, you know, that you don't have to go to Mexico to be, there's plenty of, yeah, the mission plenty. fields are rich yeah. right where we are. Why do you think it's harder though? That's really interesting to me. Why do you think it's, it's harder to engage in missionary activity here where we are in our, in our country, in our state, whatever? I've, you know, I've debated that in my brain and I don't have a really good answer for that because I, I, one thing, thing is, you know, the, uh, how is it the uh, the the apostle the disciple is never a you know the preacher is never accepted in their home territory? Yeah, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's because we have a self sufficient kind of mentality that we everyone pulls their own hands you know boots up with their bootstraps and goes and does it. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know exactly. I don't have a good answer for that. We are far more reclusive. You said mission to go on a mission with somebody. There's there's in Catholic world. There would be a negative reaction back in my old days yep. to that. Yep. I'm not going to mission. Oh my lord, I can't do that. Yep. Um, just like you can't be a catechist. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know enough yeah. to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, there's that kind of apprehension within our lives because we think it's so hard when it's only being present to people right. in your faith ways. Yep. And, you know, I, just work being a good Christian and be present to people. Yep. I mean, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to, do, you know, you just grow with it. And I think that's a lot of our society that we, we get caught up in that, that you have to know everything or it's got to be, you know, it's got to be this way or that way. But when it's really just the simplicity of being present to people when they are today. And that's really at the Newman Center. We tried to be, we tried to just live our lives and be an example of being good Christian people working on our day in and day out lives. People who know our story know that we've worked through a lot of different kinds of issues sure. in our lives. And, and you do that with parenting. I always think about doing, I think about when I was married for five years, giving a giving a talk, a marriage talk to these couples and what I'm giving a talk to after 29 years of being married, you know, it's, but it's, I, you're I, in different places. The, you saying that reminds me that you guys actually at our legacy event this summer, you and Shannon are going to be talking about these very <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk. I mean, we, we've been toying around. We've been talking back. What are we going to really talk about? How do we talk about this? It's really, you know, you know, not to, we don't really know what we're going to talk about yet. We'll let the Holy Spirit continue to work on this. Hopefully it'll decide by August 15th. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. well, it probably will be the August 15th as we're driving. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it, but it'll be, you know, it, what it is, is it's, it's, it's the honesty that has to be laid out in front of people. And, and, and it is just walking as the disciples walk of just being open to it. Even the, the, you know, the apostles were screwed up. Even until the Holy Spirit came down, they still argued amongst themselves and they still had to debate things. Right. And, and we are in our Christian faith. We sometimes haphazardly work towards the grace. Yep. 
but grace will still happen no matter what. And yep. so it'll be there for us. And that's really what I find even today is, is what I love about the world today as I think from the times from 20 years ago, 20, you know, 24 years ago, 25 years ago, mission is being accepted more, I believe. Mm. I do, you know, I see the kids, you know, I, was, I talked about the focus, the focus mission. I talk, um, when we were in the campus ministry, then we do Christian Appalachian Project in, in the Appalachian Mountains in Kentucky. We'd, do, we'd go out to Pine Ridge. We'd look around our own, you know, dorm rooms and look around our own rooms and say, where can I be present? And I, I see that growing as time. Today's, you know, focus missionary is just simply looking around your own campus and seeing how you can be, how you can be Christ to other people mm -hmm. in the community. That is such an important thing. That is morally more accepted. I remember washing cars for the plane ticket to go to Mexico, and I was washing a car, and the guy asked me what I was going to do. I said, "We're going to do a mission in in Mexico." And he says, well, we got a lot to do right here. And he slammed the door in a gruff and took <laughs> off. And, you know, my immediate reaction was, he's right. But my second reaction was, but you're still here. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's going, <laughs> there are a lot of us who are still right here. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I, I might be going this way, but you're still here. And I, I just thought, that's kind of a cop-out. The man right. copped out on me that fast. I said, well, you're here. And it, it's it's... It's that challenge that I think has happened in our society that we move towards that. Has it moved that way because of, of, of how the world has changed over this last 25 years? I don't know. Um, I think part of it, the thing that strikes me just related to what you just said with, with that encounter, I mean, the, the truth is that every, every one of the, uh, the baptized, all of us, in other words, all, all Christians, every Catholic, um, is, is called to be and equipped by, by the Holy Spirit to be a missionary. And for most of us, that won't be going to Mexico. It'll, no, be, it'll be, be right here. It's, you know, it's going to be the, you know, it's like in the True Love Waits. I was, we, years ago, we did this program called yep. True Love Waits, where Shannon and I were talking about sexuality and and and, and saving your sex your uh, the sexual act for marriage and being a moral and uh, 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 chaste person. And I just remember um, I remember looking uh, at a mother, and she said she said to me, "says I can't expect that of my child." And I thought, "Where is the mission work here?" Right, right. <laughs> so I said, I got to challenge a parent to not be a friend with their with their child, but to be a parent yep. to their child. Yep. You know, it's we're called to be examples, even with our own families. We have to mission our own families yep. and being able. If if you don't feel you're qualified, you know, this is a challenge too. Is if you don't feel you're qualified to teach a religious education class, you better be careful because you also have to do the same teaching within your family yeah. and your household. Yeah. And and so if you don't if you don't feel confident in going into the classroom and teaching the second graders or the fifth graders, then what? How are you going to talk to your seven year old or your ten year old or your sixteen year old? Yep. And and it's it's knowing your faith and understanding your faith is is yeah that's that's a lifelong journey. I cannot know. I am not as smart as Dr. Chris Bergwald, and because Dr. Chris Bergwald is not as smart as another guy. Yep. And it's. We're always learning. We're always right. the holy. This is my big. You've heard me say this before. Is that when so many times people think that the Holy Spirit quit endowing and blessing us with the Holy Spirit to discover God even more today. Right. And people want to say it's it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. I don't have to. This is what it is. I say yes, but it's also this, yep. and it's also being revealed to us in this way, in this way, in this way. I think there's that. Maybe it's that over optimistic kind of thing. Uh, well, it can't be over optimistic if it's endowed by the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, so it's a continual growing, and sometimes, you know, in our tugboat kind of life, where we're nudging my family along and and trying to encourage my kids to go this way or that way, 
is is to be the example or the mission to them also. And I think I think today, you know, when I look back, I'm so thankful I didn't go peace peace corps. I'm so glad I went someplace that enriched my faith and I grew and I was given the tool. I was always being given tools, you know. God rest Father Ignatius Solga and Father Albert Sol, both priests I was with down there passed away tragically young. And but they lived a way of life of sacrifice and gift to people. And sometimes it was beautiful, sometimes it was messy, sometimes they they you know the human side gets in the way and you sure. lose tempers and things like that. That's part of faith life. You know, we sometimes get messy and we don't succeed all every day, but it's being there each and every day and the goal to take on this, the, uh, the, the mission's journey, the missionary's journey of bringing Christ to everyone around us. And that really relates to, you know, one thing you and I talked about um, and kind of ties in with your Peace Corps coming too. Francis has been really strong with, with uh, missionary groups and organizations that, that to be a missionary is not just to be an NGO. Right. Not that being an NGO like the Peace Corps or whatever is bad. I mean, it's no. important and necessary, but to be a Catholic missionary is more than just being a charity worker. Yeah. It's, it's more than just doing the mission of feeding the poor. It's being examples to the poor. It's being an example of Christ to the poor and living your faith boldly and out there for all to see. Yep. You know, it's no bushel baskets here. You might give them a bushel of wheat, but you don't take the bushel basket and cover up what you're doing gotcha. before. Right. So you're, it's not the way you, you put it, I think. You're not just doing social services. Right. You're just, you're, you're, you're serving the soul. So we have a two minutes to go, Kevin. Um. <laughs> Can we edit the first part of it and keep it (laughs) condensed? No, we can't. Any, any, what what would be sort of the biggest takeaway for you that if somebody thinking about this, distill this down, like what's the, what's the sort of, you know, what does it mean to, to be a missionary? A call to serve, a call to be present in Christ's name to all people in the, in the uh, shopping mall, in the church. In the household. Period. You're de- now seeing out. Now we're, we're coming no, up a minute no, and a half no, short. No, now I can't. Like, what well, you just gave do? me. I mean, I, I, I mean, what do we do? <laughs> you want to talk about the next movie? <laughs> that was the last week's episode. <laughs> so, no, I think that's I mean, a, Go ahead. No. I, I think it's a beautiful way. Just, again, the, the ministry of presence, Francis, yeah. the art of accompaniment, just being with, and maybe what we were talking about earlier, where we're, we're not, we recognize we have an important role to play, but also the limitations that we face that yeah. we're, we're not, we're, we're here to proclaim through, through our, mm-hmm. our lives, through our witness, through the, our words, the good news of Jesus Christ yeah. and trust in God. The ultimate journey still is from within to, with, to out. So let's say, we, 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 okay, we've got like 30 seconds. Now. What does that mean? <laughs> to, to search within, to look at where God is present with us today and to be able to show it outwardly to the people that we run into day in, day, day out. Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, so so that requires being self-aware, self-reflective, being prayerful. Like I said, liturgy prayerful. of the hours. Yeah. You know, th- those kinds of things brought us to be able to be present, to understand where we were to be present with Christ. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You, know, it's our 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 action, our our charitable works flow from contemplation, from uh-huh. prayer. Uh, so, particularly as lay people, we need to be attentive to our own prayer life, so that we can not just be active, not just be NGOs, mm-hmm. um, but, but really be that presence of Christ, walking with whoever it is, is it in the mall or in Mexico. Amen. Amen. So, with that, thank you, Kevin, for being here. 
You're welcome, Chris. You're welcome, yes, Chris. I'm sorry. I was and looking at our engineer. Wrap up this episode of Ignition. You, again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet to us sfdiocese. Use the hashtag ignition when, with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.